Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hochberg, and this is episode number 371. When it comes to mistakes first-time cruisers make, one of the most common is not knowing which ship and sailing they should book that works for what they want in a cruise. This week's cruise story is about how Jose had an unfortunate first Royal Caribbean cruise, but made up for it with his second sailing, which ended up blossoming into a passion for cruising. Here we go. One of my favorite kind of cruise stories is always hearing about people's first Royal Caribbean cruise. After all, at some point, everybody was a first time Royal Caribbean cruiser, right? At some point, everyone said, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. And I love hearing about the why. What brought people to try either cruising in general and or a Royal Caribbean cruise? And this week, I have the pleasure of bringing onto the podcast a very good friend of mine, actually, a man who uh, we both share a lot of uh, passions for um, eating, cruising, and having a good time. And of course, that is Jose Pena from uh, New York in the house. Hello, Jose. Thanks for having me, Matt. Absolutely. And uh, today we're talking about your first Royal Caribbean cruise. Yes. the I don't consider... The first real cruise was Monica the Seas, which was a five-day cruise, I believe, out of Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. was the worst darn cruise in my entire life. Spent more money than I expected, hated cruising, and never wanted to go on a Royal Caribbean cruise again. It's not how you would think uh, a person who's a fan of Royal Caribbean would start, but started there. So, uh, wow. And that's the end of our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was, though, that uh, my wife still thought cruising was a viable form of travel, and especially um, uh, just... um. Just like going on a on a vacation or going to a uh, a resort, but uh, it took years for her to convince me. So we went a few years later on a different cruise line out in New York, and then we started going on a rival cruise line that was a very cheap and let's say value based cruise line. And ironically, I run into your website because I could not find any information on all these islands and what to do. But I kept on running on your website and your website had everything I needed about all these places in Cozumel, um, whether whether it's Cozumel or, I'm forgetting, there's four places in Cozumel, um, Jamaica, Mm -hmm. um, Nassau, and my wife and I were like, well, yeah. I mean, this, this guy on this website has so much information, you know, uh, and I would like to try for your Caribbean again, and I, I hope I don't regret it. So she said, okay, let's do that then. Let's, um, I've, oh, my passion has always been Europe. Let's try Europe. Sure. She and I, at that time, we didn't have any kids, so we wanted to spend uh, uh, 12 days in Europe. I think it was a Eastern Med cruise. Unfortunately, that just didn't work out We because it was just way too much money just to fly over there. So my wife and I were just stumped. And at that time, the travel agent we were talking to said, well, why don't you just, uh, why don't we switch it and do a cruise out of the Caribbean? I said, well, you know, I really want to do more than a week. So she decides, hey, let's just do a back-to-back out of Jewel. That's in San Juan. And it's one of these smaller ships that you explained, but it was a, it was a beautiful ship. 
uh, lots of, if I remember, it's just so much glass you could see outside. And uh, we, we went to so many different islands that we fell in love with it. And my wife and I fell in love with the cruise line. And that's the beginning of the love of Royal Caribbean as opposed to when I first started where it was the, I hate the stupid cruise line and I'm never going on it again. So when you, uh, well, let me back you up for a second, Jose. When you, you went on, you went on Royal Caribbean, then you went on a un, unnamed uh, cruise line that uh, has advertises a much cheaper rate and also fun times. You can probably guess which one it is. Um, and then you decided to come back to Royal Caribbean again, kind of resisting it. Your issue at that point, Jose, before you actually went on jewel was not that you hated cruising. Cause you did like it. I'm assuming on that other cruise line, it was just your first experience in Royal Caribbean didn't work for you. Is that, yeah, is that fair um, to say? Monica, the seas was one of the oldest in the fleet. I did not know what the heck I was doing. I saw the final mm-hmm. bill and I thought I spent so much money and I really didn't do anything. Uh, when we went on a cruise a few years later out of New York during the winter, there was so many things to do on this cruise line. I'm like, wow, you can actually do this on a cruise line. Hmm. Then it changed my mind. And then that's why I was like, oh, let's, I still don't want to try Royal Caribbean, but I would like to try these other cruise lines to see what it is. And then we went on bigger ships and they had more offerings and more things to do. And my wife and I, well, we did so many other things where we could eat dinner. We went dancing, and what's that to me? The appeal was I get to see all these different islands without ever. Um, I just wake up every morning on a, on a new island, and I have to try with absolutely do customs. And- I, I think that's a it's an important t- important uh, distinction to make because you know I remember I think when I started the podcast certainly when I uh, was working on Royal Caribbean blog I remember Monarch was at, sailing out of Port Canaveral at that time and being at Port Canaveral Monarch of the Seas was offering the three and four night cruises and you know up until a couple of years ago Royal Caribbean only really offered short sailings on some of their older ships I remember for a long long time if you wanted to do a three or four night cruise out of Florida you were going on either Enchantment of the Seas or you're going on Monarch of the Seas. And, you know, I, I, while I don't, while I think that a ship like a, like a Monarch or an, or an Enchantment certainly offers a fun experience for some people, I'm Majesty was doing that later on after Monarch left the fleet. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing inherently wrong with a Sovereign class ship. I'm not one of these people who says you can't have a good time on there. But it's also probably not the best foot forward for Royal Caribbean. If you're watching commercials, if you're brand new to cruising and you see these amazing things happening in TV commercials, you see these videos on YouTube, you're like, Oh my goodness, that looks incredible. And then you go on one of these ships and it was because three and four nighters get a lot of first time cruisers because of their low price point And of course the short duration and people go on there and they're like, I, I think Jose, your experience was probably uh, indicative of what a lot of people ran into. Unfortunately, uh, now that's changed because now we have, you know, if you want to book a three or four night cruise out of Florida, you're talking about primarily uh, Navigator of the Seas and Mariner of the Seas, which has been upgraded. They're Voyager class ships. They do a great job. And I think that's one of the biggest things Royal Caribbean has done, gotten right in the last number of years. Um, so I can understand exactly. You you run on Monarch. It was, like you said, you spent more than you thought. But more importantly, I think it wasn't even that. It's just that 
the experience that you were expecting on board was didn't match what you actually had. Like you had, a, I think, a, an idea in your head based on whatever. It doesn't really matter what, but it just didn't match up to what you were looking for. But to your wife's credit, she uh, she she dragged you kicking and screaming over to Jewel the Seas. Yes, um, it wasn't so much kicking and screaming because uh, I I. When I, once I found your blog and I saw the different um, uh, posts, and, and one of the posts that you had was about Jewel of the Seas. Mm-hmm. And when I showed my wife, I said, "Look, look at this! You know, look at this blog post. I think I think we may enjoy this. It's going to be a smaller ship, but I think we're going to like we're going to like it because we at that time we were very port intensive, and the Southern Caribbean, uh, mostly to this day, is still a port intensive cruise. Sure." So you do that, and the people you meet, uh, we we became friends with a few bartenders. Um, we found a few people who happened to be Dominican who were on the ship, who worked on the ship, and uh, and we had something to do every night, even though it was a smaller ship. And we, at that time, we understood what to do, as opposed to going the first time and not knowing what to do at all. We had an idea of what can and can't do and and we enjoyed it a lot more you know and uh, what? that ship is, has a special place for my wife and I in terms of cruising it's uh, we've never been on the ship again but it's something that my wife and I always think fondly of cruising and we think of that ship as the ship that really really hooked us into cruising with with Royal Caribbean so let me let's let's dive into that for a second. What about Jewel jumped out to you? Give me give me something that you really you and your wife enjoyed about Jewel of the Seas that Monarch didn't offer on board. Uh, Monarch, everything I think of Monarch was the money I spent and the fact that I didn't really do anything. As opposed to Jewel of the Seas, I I I had a better idea what to do. I knew I I had a cruise plan and so. My wife and I would highlight the things that we would do every day. We went to shows every night. We danced in the after hours. We ate. I think there was, I think there might have been a special restaurant or two at that time. I'm not 100% sure. But we did become friendly with a few bartenders, as, um, as I spoke before. But the beauty of the ship itself, the fact that I can sit in the atrium and just look at the window and look at the sea. And that just amazed me. Yeah. And I think it's important to... Blown away. Yeah. And, and, and Jose's not talking about Oasis of the Seas or he's, he's not talking about, um, you know, um, <laughs> uh, some of these mega ships. I mean, Jewel of the Seas is a Radiance-class ship. So not the largest in the fleet by any means, but this goes to something that's really important is about understanding what the ship offers, what it doesn't offer, and, of course, where you're going on your cruise. And I think, you know, looking at it now, in retrospect, it hit the two big things you were looking for, Jose, right? Number one, it was going to San Juan, Puerto Rico. It was a very port intensive itinerary. That was one of uh, my first times on, uh, it was like, I went on Jewel in 2013 out of San Juan. And that was, at that time, we did six ports out of seven night cruise, which obviously is a lot. 
And, um, you know, so that port intensive itinerary is there. And second of all, you know, there's, uh, you know, three or four specialty restaurants on board. There's, you know, a, a great pool deck. There's the, the solarium, which I absolutely love. There's a movie theater on there. You've got entertainment in the centrum. There, it, there is just a lot more going on than a sovereign class ship. And that goes again to, you know, again, knowing what you're looking for, knowing what you want in a ship, even if you don't know, cause you're brand new to this, but that's fine too. But these are the kind of things you have to kind of think in your mind, like, what am I looking for? What do, what do we kind of want to do? What things do we see out there? Like, I'd like to be able to do that. And I think that's really important conversation to have to avoid a, your first cruise. But hey, you made up for it uh, really nicely w- with your second cruise. Did did researching this help also a little bit, Jose, for you? Yes, because I just went back to your cruise and just went through every single blog post I had anything to do with either crew, either where either the ports that we're going to visit during those two weeks and the ship itself. So we had a, we had as much information possible before we boarded the ship. So we knew things such as we had an idea that we knew that they, at that time there was a, a small little shop that uh, right by the port that went into the port where you can bring two bottles of wine, which not too many people knew. The time that they gave us, my wife and I, Mark was like, oh, but they, look at the time. They said we have to walk in at 12.30. We're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. We're going to get there like at 10 o'clock in the morning, and we're going to walk right in. Trust me. And that's exactly what happened. So these little, little things that you don't realize that if you take the time and effort just to do some research, you'll find that you can uh, either start your vacation early, enjoy something that the ship offers that not too many people know about, or, you know, just general um, information that you know, may be useful if the, if, um, if the time comes and you need the um, if you need help and you can just remember, oh, Matt said that if this ever happens, you can do X, Y, and Z. So things like that. So it's knowledge is power. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> preaching to the choir on this one. Uh, since the port, you know, visiting the various ports was important to you, Jose, which ports stood out to you? Which ones did you like like the best, I think, of all the ports you went to on that cruise? Uh, um, if I had to remember, the first week we did, we left San Juan, we went to St. Thomas, we went to, uh, I'm just going to name the two weeks, uh, St. Kitts, St. Lucas, um, Barbados, uh, God, there's so many. I'm just, uh, I'll say Morton. There's a few that repeated twice. Uh, um, did we go to the ABC Islands? No, we, I don't think we went that far to the ABC Islands, but uh, my wife and I love St. Kitts because we went to Carambola Beach. You wouldn't like it, but in that beach, if you go into the beach itself, into the water, there's these little fishes that just go right next to you and they just float around you. And my wife had such a good time. There was one specific fish that would follow her everywhere she went. So she had a little name for it the entire time that she was in the water. And we uh, we we were so prepared with every single port for what to do, how much to spend, that I didn't feel like I was nickel and dimes. I was prepared to to know how much money I was going to spend, uh, what options I had, and and that's it. When you know what how much you're going to, you have an idea how much you're going to spend, what to do, or have options what to do, then you're not surprised at the end of the cruise when you get a big bill. And our, at the end, we didn't get a big bill at all. We 
think our bill was because we pre prepaid with two of these about about uh, I say a hundred bucks for two weeks. But that's because we knew how much we were gonna spend on the ship. We knew how much we were gonna spend off on each of these uh, excursions, which almost all of them were not Royal Caribbean, and we had a great time. That's, I mean, that, and that's again researching, knowing what you want to do, and listen, that beach with the fish sounds absolutely terrible to me, but that's because I'm, <laughs> I, you, you know, I mean, we both know each other, so that's why it's, uh, we're both kind of laughing and saying that, but that's not my thing. But that's great. You like it. Fantastic. Lovely. Like, what a great idea. And um, I, I think that, you know, again, that that really helps make any cruise great. And I'm really glad that obviously, and especially in retrospect, that you were, you were willing to give it another shot. You know, Royal Caribbean has so many ships in the fleet, has so many different options that are out there. You just can't, you, you, you can't take one ship, one sailing and and take it as, you know, oh, this is, this is how all Royal Caribbean cruises are, right? And, and Jose, you know something that this brings me to one of my favorite points to make, Jose. You know this very, very well. It's the, I call it the, um, the Great Wall of China example, right? And if you can't, you guys can't see this because it's a video, but Jose's laughing over there. Um, <laughs> if you guys are ever like, you know, if, if you would talk to Jose after his first cruise on Monarch of the Seas, if we could go back in time, we got Jose here and be like, Jose, what did you think of Royal Caribbean, man? You've been like, listen. It was terrible. Let me tell you why, blah, 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 blah. And like, Jose didn't have a good time. I'm not saying he's wrong. I mean, just didn't enjoy himself, which is understandable um, given what we talked about. But, you know, this goes to the point of if you Google the Great Wall of China and you look for online reviews, there's negative reviews of the Great Wall of China. There are people that are like, the Wi-Fi stinks over here. There's no way, you know, like the, it's not as, you know, whatever the, the, the reason is, there are people who give negative reviews to one of mankind's greatest creations. Um, so, don't base your opinions on what other people are doing per se, you know, make it for yourself. But, and to Jose's point, he learned the, the experience for himself. You know, he kind of said, okay, how do I make this? How, how, let's try this again. And, you know, again, credit to your wife for, 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 for pushing you in that direction, which is great. So Jose, looking back at this now, I've kind of summarized some of this, but you know what? I, I think this really should be coming from you. What would be your advice to the Jose Pena's of the world that are out there who may have given cruising a try in the past, maybe had not a great experience, or are considering doing their first cruise. And again, you know, you're always leery. Maybe you're making a mistake or not doing things right. What would be your advice to to those people, uh, types of people, rather going forward? It's tough now because um, if you listen to the news, you're gonna have a extremely negative perception of of cruising. Uh, most people will not cruise this year, even if it was available. So. My advice would be, just like anything else in life, um, it, you you won't know, you don't know what you don't know unless you try it. So I would, there's certain pieces of advice that you've always given that you've told first-time cruisers, uh, try an Oasis or a Quantum-class ship. I would, I probably would wait until there's other people who are, um, Either there's a vaccine or there's a specific protocol that the government has approved where you can cruise again. And just try it for seven days. Um, my only advice would be to arm yourself with as much information as possible before you step on the ship. Because that way you're going to have a great expectation to know what exactly you're getting yourself into. And then you don't have an excuse if you like it or you don't like it. If you don't like it, it's because you've made an informed decision. 
If you just go and just say, hey, I'm on the ship, uh, entertain me, you're probably not going to have a good time. Uh, but if you know what to do and what to expect, then know that there's a, uh, depending on the ship, a virtual uh, cruise planner, um, activities to do, then you'll probably have a great time and it will be something that you would uh, try for the rest of your life. Fantastic. Well, Jose, I really appreciate you coming on here and, and sharing your first cruise experience. It's a great story to share because it's a lesson to be learned from everybody out there, again, who's trying that out there. So awesome. Jose, thanks again for joining us here on the Cruise Stories. Anytime, Matt. Uh, anytime you need me, I'll be here. <laughs>